Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Jamie All Over. Today I have a very special guest on. His name is Chris Vane, and he is the founder of Little Bear Animal Sanctuary. You may or may not know I am on the board of that animal sanctuary. So I wanted to bring Chris on. It's long overdue, actually, and just discuss sanctuary life. How are you, Chris? Good. How are you, Jamie? I am doing great. I want to get into the goat games later on. However, I know that you took okay. your <laughs> your newest little piglet member of the sanctuary, your newest resident. I heard you took her to the bar last night to help raise funds for the goat games, which are underway. <laughs> and I'm dying to know how did that go? Well, she did really well. She's eight weeks old. She's really tiny. So I'm trying to get her used to traveling. I think she's going to be our first actual house pick. She's living in the house with us. And she did great. People were rubbing her belly and she did good with the music that was relatively loud. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. People loved meeting her. They were throwing money at us and that's always nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she did good. So now if you're not trying to raise money for a cause, would you say it's a good or bad idea to bring a pig to a bar? I mean, (laughs) is it good to raise awareness? What's great about Millennial Brewing in Fort Myers is it's a big open space and they allow people to bring their animals. So it's very friendly. It's not like a typical bar scene. It's very open. You can be outdoors, you can be indoors. I I must have seen, I probably met about 10 dogs last night. They were all really excited to see the pig. I think once she gets a little older and she'll wear a harness and I think it would be great to bring her around to raise awareness for sure. That is awesome. It makes sense. If you find a place that's dog friendly, it could also be pig friendly. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Sure. Although pigs are definitely different from dogs. I know that they're smarter. Yep. Do you think they're more emotional? Oh my gosh, absolutely. (laughs) They're very emotional. Fourth, fifth smartest animal on the planet, depending on who you speak to. I say fourth, and I don't include humans in that. Some of my pigs are smarter than people I know. So (laughs) yeah, they understand English or whatever language they're taught, all of it. They can read a person's facial expression. They can tell a good person from a bad person. Gosh, they remember everything. They're really fast learners. They know their name within two weeks. They can be potty trained very easily in two weeks. They are very, very, very social. They have their own complex language within their group. So yeah, gosh, they're definitely more emotional than dogs. 
or cats. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that they could tell a good person from a bad person. Now I'm thinking I need to get yep, yep. a pig and bring a pig along on first dates. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> so wait, so what do they do if it's a bad person? Do they, are they just standoffish? Yeah, they'll back away. They can tell by the gestures, by the face, by the stance of the person. They plot, they scheme. They're very attentive. They know what's going on. And what is a bad person? How is that defined as far as a pig is concerned? Maybe someone that might abuse them or just someone who doesn't love animals or what? I think it's just if they're being loud, how fast they're moving towards the pig. They'll look at all the body language, stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I want to take it back a little bit. We'll get into pigs in a little bit. Um, <laughs> I want to get into Chris, though, at the moment. Sure. <laughs> so you weren't always in the business of rescuing animals. What were you doing previously, and what led to you starting an animal sanctuary? I was in human healthcare in New York City for quite some time. I was a PA, physician associate, and ended up running a Ryan White clinic for some time. And I don't know if anybody knows what a Ryan White clinic is today. I don't personally. Yeah, it's HIV AIDS clinic. Okay. It was named after this little boy who was eight years old and ended up with AIDS back in the day and they wouldn't let him go to school. So it was like one of the first Aww. big, you know, where people got together and he really became a spokesperson for the mm. movement at that time because people were so afraid back then they didn't know anything. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, Ryan White Clinic. It's a government clinic. I, I said, oh, I was so bored in general medicine that I said, let me go work in the trenches for a government clinic, East Harlem. So yeah, totally burnt out, as you can imagine. And yes. uh, yeah, it, it was rough. Still saw a lot of very sick people, even with all the new advances, just lots of mostly a heterosexual population, drugs, prostitution, all that stuff. That had to be so draining. It was very draining. It was rewarding too, you know, it was very difficult different than general practice. These people actually were, what's a good word I can say, they were so much more appreciative to find somebody who would not judge them, accept them for where they mm -hmm. are in their life and be able to help them to the extent that I could, you know, not berate them for being on drugs. So clearly you've always been an empathetic person oh, gosh, in order yes. to even be drawn to that type of work. What was the moment that you decided that you wanted to switch over to helping animals? Well, I moved to Florida in 2003. I knew I didn't want to do medicine anymore. I had moved to South Beach basically because I didn't have a car and it was like the closest to New York City for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I ended up working for a nonprofit and decided to become a realtor. Talk about a switch in lifestyle. I was a realtor for 10 years. It was a journey to this point. And I was in a real estate class on following your passion in real mm -hmm. estate. And that's when I realized, hey, wait a minute. I love animals. You know, I had always wanted to be a veterinarian and I just had a light bulb moment. I said, you know what? I'm going to open up a farm sanctuary. Wow. That's so funny that we were both in real estate before we decided to follow our passions. <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't. Yeah. It's like the real estate stepping stone. It's like put someone through something that's completely soul crushing <laughs> so they can finally find their passion. <laughs> After being abused by clients for many years. <laughs> and developers. But yes. And developers. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 
I had an epiphany as well. It sounds like you did. And you were like, I want to open a farm sanctuary. So how do you go from knowing what you want to do to actually making it a reality? That is a very good question. Once I decided on the farm sanctuary, I actually, because I've known Farm Sanctuary in New York, they actually have a free couple pages on how to open a farm sanctuary. (laughs) Oh, wow. You know, it's the basics, but I gave that a quick read because it is a quick read. And I sort of looked at the issues, especially in fundraising and monies across sanctuaries in the U.S. And the biggest drain of their money were veterinary costs. Makes sense. So I said, let me become a vet tech and that way I'll be ahead of the game. And I actually lucked out in Florida, you don't have to have schooling. You can just be taught by a veterinarian. Oh, wow. So I very lucky. Within like a month of deciding that, Dr. Shaw, who's also on our board, he hired me. And yeah, the rest is history. I told him going in that that was my goal. Yeah, he taught me everything I know today. He's literally gives us cost on everything from the pharmaceuticals to the healthcare. It's so not done in veterinary medicine. This is truly a unique case. And he's such a generous guy and really happy to have him. And he saved us at least $100,000 at this point. Easy. And where is he located in case any listeners want to find a great new vet to go to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's here in Punta Gorda also, Choice Veterinary Services in Punta Gorda, Florida. Yes, you are in Punta Gorda, Florida, which is southwest Florida. You're kind of just out. Are you outside of Fort Myers, would you say? Yeah, just north of Fort Myers. Yep. Okay. And you're on 30 acres. I can't actually visualize what 30 (laughs) acres would look like. But if you imagine, say, 25 football fields, that's about the size of the sanctuary. That's the size of the sanctuary. Yeah, pretty big. Back in 2017, you found this property. That has to be so scary and overwhelming. You're buying this huge 30-acre property. How do you go now from that to starting to (laughs) rescue animals and taking care of all of the the upkeep of the land? I hear from a lot of people. I'm sure you do, too. People say it's my dream to open up a farm sanctuary and the best way to do it. You know, I see people raise money for land and a house and you got to be able to buy your house and your land. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can do that, it makes it a lot easier going forward from there. Because if you're trying to raise money for land and a house, then what are you going to do when you actually right three hundred, four hundred thousand easy right to mm-hmm. buy all that? Well, not in California, but where you are, yes. <laughs> well, right, exactly in Florida, exactly, and and it's even more money now with the market so crazy right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Randy, my husband works full time, so that's another way we were able to do this. I don't take a salary, as you know, which is also pretty amazing. So right now, 100% of people's donations literally go directly to the animals. And it's also very rare in the world of nonprofits and charities, because normally there's people who are employed and they still need to get their salaries. Absolutely. It would be great to be able to hire people from the community and grow and be able to help the locals and, you know, and and one day we'll get there. We're still pretty new in in the world of farm sanctuaries. Yeah, right now it's pretty rare that I'm literally zero salary and Randy works hard. Yay, Randy. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's Yay, Randy. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about, aside from you and Randy and the dog barking I heard in the background, tell us about all of the other residents <laughs> over here at the sanctuary. Oh my gosh. We've got four rescue dogs. <laughs> They're probably the most difficult of everybody. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're a handful. If we want to go on vacation, it's a whole big deal. We actually went on vacation last year and had to take two dogs oh with goodness. us. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But the outside animals, they're easy. You know, as long as somebody feeds them, you know, they get all get along together. There's over 200. Yeah, we're about the, at the 200 mark. We've got 135 pigs. We've got about seven cows, 25 sheep, 12 goats. We got chickens. We got ducks. The cutest donkey and the cutest mini meal, mini <laughs> mule. And none of them will ever be mini meals. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> did they all come from factory farms or where did they all come from? It's a mix. The pigs, initially we were helping people with their pet pigs, but that stopped really quickly. Why is that? 95% of people who get a pet pig will end up getting mm -hmm. rid of it. That's how high the statistics are. People believe there's a mini pig, which there isn't. They all start out really cute and tiny. And I mean, look at Esther the Wonder Pig. She's the perfect example of what could happen right. when you buy a tiny pig who's going to be 600 pounds one day. But a typical pot belly, you know, minimum 100 pounds if you're lucky, if you're very lucky, but usually 150, 200 pounds. There's this industry that's selling mini pigs that you can keep as pets in your house. Unfortunately. And all of these people think yeah. they're going to have a pig for a pet. And then when it gets too big for them to house, then these poor pigs, yep. they have nowhere to go. And so you were taking those in for a while. They have nowhere to go. Why did you decide to stop that are you focused more on the factory farm side of it? Because the crisis was just, it was just too much. Yeah. So we, we really want to be here for the really tough cases, for the abuse cases. We yeah. have rescued quite a few from slaughter, mostly, I'm sure, I, I guess I can say this, unfortunately, trucks get into accidents and pigs fly all over the road and sometimes activists get there and are able to save some. Mm -hmm. We've helped quite a few of those. And you see right now, there's so many little piglets jumping. It's all yeah. over social media now. There's quite a few sanctuaries that have little jumpers. You're right. I've been seeing a lot of videos of even cows and pigs jumping out of the trucks. Yeah, cows too. Yeah. It's incredible that they actually understand what fate is coming for them and they need to escape it. Yeah. It's so sad. Yep. But then, and everyone sees these videos and they're like, oh, I hope that the cow or that pig got to a sanctuary. And it's like, <laughs> everybody understands this idea that they don't belong there and we shouldn't be doing this to them. Right. But they'll still go home and eat their hamburger. You know, the disconnect, unfortunately, the way our society is and the way we're brought up, it takes a lot to get through for people to make that connection. For some people, some people it's easier. Been vegan for 12 years now. Uh, back in the day, a friend of mine from high school, he was posting all the horrible slaughterhouse stuff on Facebook. And I watched a video from Mercy for Animals and... I was completely shocked, Jamie. I thought in my head that these cows and pigs were running around in the grass somewhere on a cute farm. I literally had no idea. And most people don't. There's more most information right. out there now because of social media. And yep. probably anyone who follows me sees all of the videos now. But yeah, back in the day, <laughs> yeah. 12 years ago, I think it was Alec Baldwin that said, if 
no, no, no. It was Paul McCartney. Sorry. <laughs> Don't mean to misquote <laughs> the king, uh, Sir Paul McCartney. But yep. it was him that said, if all slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone yeah. would be vegetarian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Social media is opening up those doors and those walls Big time. of the slaughterhouses. Big time. And people are seeing what's really going on. Yeah, and the plant-based movement in general. I mean, gosh, there's so much available now that wasn't 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so easy to be vegan plant-based now. And it's really great to see more men turning towards it, too. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the stats are, but it's like most vegans were women. And the tide is turning a little bit now because... That whole myth of like, oh, it's manly to eat meat, it's slowly but surely being looked at. And like, you know what? This was just advertising. This was just marketing. And no, milk does not do a body good. And no, it doesn't make you masculine to torture, abuse, and kill innocent animals. That is not, that's the opposite of being quote unquote masculine. So true. They are waking up, which is very, very nice to see. Yeah. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So I need to get down to the sanctuary. You do need to get down here. (laughs) (laughs) This is heaven for me. All of those animals. I don't know why. I do know why because of work and, you know, my daughter and commitments. But I am actively going to try to get down there as soon as possible to visit all of the animals. I am actually so honored and privileged to even be on the board of Little Bear Animal Sanctuary. Oh, we're thrilled to have you on the board. Aww. We really are. Tell us about some of the other members. We have someone who used to, and I think he's been dragged back into Oatly, Dan. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dan, uh, CEO of Oatly. Everybody, I think, hopefully knows Oatly at this point. He's our vice president, former real estate colleague of mine, Karen McCarthy, is a president. And then we have a whole array of all different people from actress to actress, um, Felicia, and a lot of great people. Yes. And we are so thankful for all of them. And everyone now is collectively working on a fundraiser called The Goat Games, which is running from yesterday, which was Friday the Woohoo, Goat Games 2022. (laughs) Yes, and it ends Monday when most people will be listening to this, Monday, August 15th. Tell us about the Goat Games fundraiser. What exactly is it? Who's involved? The Goat Games was born out of the pandemic by our friends at Catskill Farm Sanctuary in New York. And they tried to figure out a way to get donors involved to help raise money for their sanctuary. You can basically sign up as an athlete, and I say athlete in quotes. People are trying to do a lot of original fun stuff to raise money. Our board president is on a pogo stick somewhere dressed as a bunny right now. We've got another board member, 
picking up garbage and making art projects. Uh, I'm going to be racing Koa again this year here, and she'll probably kick my butt like she did last year. Lots of fun stuff like that. And Jamie Oliver is involved as well, the podcast, where there's no athleticism involved (laughs) whatsoever. But what I am offering is that anyone that donates $100 or more, if you have a business, I will do a free ad for you on the show. And if you don't have a business, but you'd like to come on as a guest, or you've always just had a dream of coming on a podcast, I do get a lot of people reach out and they're like, I have this idea. I would love to come on the show. Well, here's your chance. And I'm not saying you have to pay to do that, but because I am open to letting people (laughs) on regardless. But if you want to come on and do a good deed, that's your quick entry into the door. (laughs) And the money will be doubled on Monday. Yeah. There's a match Monday, so... Yes, I have made a goal of raising $1,000. So in which case, the donations that come in through this podcast, hopefully we can get it doubled to $2,000. I put it up yesterday. We are already about a quarter of the way there, which is amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Even if you can just give a dollar on my stories, all I was asking people for was $1 because I know times are hard. I know there's so many other fundraisers going on. Kids are going back to school. There's a lot going on. But I know that a dollar for most people would not hurt them. And if everyone who saw my story donated that dollar, we would have already been out the goal very easily. And I think people think that it would be insulting or it wouldn't help or it would be a drop in a bucket, but it's so not true. If everybody just did that, we would reach our goal. Kind of goes back to the whole veganism idea because so many people, when they are kind of like put off by becoming vegan, they'll say, oh, well, I'm just one person. It can't make a difference. But every single person makes a difference. And a dollar can make a difference. Two dollars can make a difference. So we're not looking for huge donations, although that would be lovely as well. But yeah, (laughs) anything helps. Yeah, there is no small donation and it's doubled, which is amazing that there's an anonymous donor who's going to match everybody's donations through Monday. So very exciting. So if you do follow me on Instagram at jamielin24, I have the link in my bio to donate to that. You can also check out... Little Bear Sanctuary's website at littlebearsanctuary.org. And there's all kinds of other ways to help as well. What are some of those ways, Chris? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What I also tell people, if you follow us on social media, that helps share our posts. You'd be surprised. All of those things really help our sanctuary. And also if you're around, um, we love volunteers. If someone were to volunteer, what would be some of the things that they can do to help on the sanctuary? Gosh, there's so much to do. (laughs) They can (laughs) fill pig pools so that the little pigs can go swimming and have water. We always encourage people to interact with the piggies, rub their bellies. Our pigs here are so friendly. They're very socialized. I tell everybody who comes here and everybody who comes here says the same thing. They're just completely amazed by how much these animals are so loving and socialized. It's pretty magic out here. And then also I saw Amazon Smile. What is that? Yes, Amazon Smile. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you shop on Amazon, which we all do, you can list Little Bear Sanctuary as your nonprofit and it's free to do and Amazon will donate a percent of your shopping to the sanctuary. It's a small percentage, but it adds up. The more people that sign up, the more money we get. Totally. And I hate to say this, but I only just found this out today as I was researching. So I'm going (laughs) to promote this a little bit more. I'm going to sign up for it as well. I'll do a little tutorial on Amazon. I'll do like a screen record as I'm doing it so people can see how to do that. Yeah, they've made it a lot easier now. You can even do it from the app. Okay, great, 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 great. 
there's also an Amazon wish list. So some yep. people, instead of donating funds, they want to donate supplies or anything that the sanctuary may need. So we have an Amazon wish list that yes. is on the website as well. Yep. We just started a tractor supply wish list too, tractorsupply.com. That's easy to check out. We have to add it to the website. It's on there. I saw it. Oh, is it? Oh, Kim's yeah. way ahead of me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So f- all of you listening who don't know, we have recently revamped our website and we're still in the process of doing that. So that's why, uh, Chris, you're probably not aware of the <laughs> immediate updates yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So in addition to the goat games, you guys obviously run on donations year round. Yes. Is that stressful? Like depending on donations to run this? That that is the most stressful part of my job. Yeah. You see what our monthly overheads are. It's expensive. We solely rely on public donations. You know, we're a public 501c3. And again, the fantastic thing about us is that literally the money you give is going to feed the animals the minor veterinary costs that we do have, you know, from fencing to insurance to uh, feed. We feed over 12,000 pounds of feed a month. That's our highest cost of each month is feeding the animals. Wow. See, I've always had this dream, as you mentioned earlier, and as many animal lovers do, is eventually having an animal sanctuary one day. And I like to think I have the best of both worlds now because I don't have to run it, but I can be involved in it. (laughs) But if I should ever want to take that leap, what advice do you have? I know you mentioned that Farm Sanctuary has a couple pages of how to start a sanctuary, but I imagine that's very limited. What would be the best advice you have for people who also want to open a sanctuary? Well, don't laugh, but the first advice they always give is don't do it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if this is truly something that you're passionate about, definitely read up on how sanctuaries operate. Visit a farm sanctuary. See the care that the animals need. Make sure that wherever you open the sanctuary, there's a veterinarian that can actually work on all these animals. Look at the town you're in. Join your chamber of commerce. The hardest part is is also just asking people for money, getting your website up. It's the business part. It's so much work, the business end. Mm -hmm. It's not all playing with animals. I would think someone who gets into the nonprofit business, you have a different goal, you know, and a different ethos than you would say if you're a corporation that exists solely for profit. You are existing to help and rescue these animals and provide them a safe haven for the rest of their lives. So the last thing you want to think about is trying to raise funds, but it's the only thing that will keep you guys going. Right. Yeah, literally is. It's something that I have to think about every single day seven days a week. What is a typical day like for you at the sanctuary? (laughs) What time do you get up? What do you do? First thing basically is the health check in the morning for all the animals. And we have a lot of them. So it's making sure their hooves are okay, making sure nobody's got any cuts or abrasions, making sure everybody's healthy. We have quite a few piggies that have arthritis. So we give meds. Who's ever on meds? We do the whole med run. Then feeding time is a good two to three hours of feeding as part of the day. That's a lot of work. Got to be able to lift 50 pound bags of food. It's a grinding, taxing. That's how I get my workout. I don't have to go to the gym. I lift feed bags. And uh, yeah, and then it's like sort of the same thing all over at night, checking on the animals. We are a true sanctuary. We don't have 
any cages. No one's locked up. So these guys roam around however they want. So we don't have to round anybody up at night. That's like the short version of my daily existence. And then in between, of course, is sitting at the computer, social media, taking pictures, website, all that fun stuff. Right. And that's another way people can help. If you guys are social media savvy or you can make videos or anything like that, come down to the sanctuary and make some reels and come visit. Yeah. And if you're a photographer out there, hey, listen, we've got a beautiful Airstream RV. If you guys can do something creative, I will let you guys stay here for free for a weekend. Just reach out to me through the website. If you're a social media influencer, uh, we would love to have you come down and see this beautiful place. Yep. Oh my God, those TikTokers. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> come do some dances down Yeah, at the come dance here at the sanctuary. I'll oh, put you guys up for the weekend. Uh, free free trip to Florida, right? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> free, <Amazing>. stay. <laughs> free stay. Free stay. Lastly, I just want to get into the name Little Bear Sanctuary, considering that there are no rescue bears. Right. <laughs> give us the backstory of why you chose that name and has it caused any confusion? Has anyone called asking if you could take in a bear? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, it, it has caused a lot of confusion. I've gotten calls asking if there's any baby bears that have been born that they could come see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we named the sanctuary in honor of my mom, whose name was Ursula. And the short of it is Ursula is little bear in Latin. Mm -hmm. She truly loved animals. That's completely where I got my love for animals from. She was German. I think it was just the family in general, the giving, the going against the norms of Germany in the 1940s during the war. My grandmother helped hide Jews in her root cellar. They had a farm. They had a lot of animals. Was there a lot growing up? Yeah, it was always a giving, helping people. And my mom, she was amazing. Wow. She passed away in 2016. Aww. She never got to see the sanctuary, but I know she's watching us. Well, I'd like to think she's there in spirit and energy. And oh, she's gosh, yeah. And I'm sure Definitely. she's very proud. So on the website, on our newly revamped <laughs> website. Twice revamped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should we get into oh, that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll skip that. That's, uh, that's tea. But that's not no, for this episode. Not. Maybe I'll say it on another one if I have permission. <laughs> anyway. That's our private joke for now. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Getting back to the website. There is a quote on there from Albert Einstein, who is one of my favorite historical figures. Any documentary, anything I can read about him, I just soak it in. He was a vegetarian himself. Really? Wow, that's interesting. Yes, huh. and I'm a major quantum physics geek. Oh, I love, I'm a, I'm a huge physics geek too, yeah. We have a lot in common, Chris. It, yeah, we really do. It's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to read the quote, which is, The world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. And I think you are a perfect example of someone who looked on and did everything and more that they could oh, do to thanks. help these animals. So I just want to let you know how appreciated you are. And thank you. I think what you're doing is really, really special. Thanks, Jamie. So where can everyone find you? Sure. Our website is littlebearsanctuary.org. You can find us everywhere on social media, Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Or we are on TikTok, all under Little Bear Sanctuary. If you want to see who I am, it's Christopher Vane on Instagram. 
Well, thank you so much for being here, Chris. I would encourage anyone listening, get on that website, go sponsor an animal. Yeah, sponsor an animal. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to get involved and you don't know what is the best course of action for you, feel free to reach out to me or Chris. Yep. And we'll give you some direction. Yeah, follow the sanctuary, like the posts. Every little bit helps. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Chris. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Tell all the residents (laughs) I say hello, and I I will will be there soon to rub some bellies. (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.